Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello and thanks for joining us, everyone. This is We Watched a Thing. I'm Tofa. I'm Billy. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah, it's been good. How are you going? About the usual. Yeah. This is going to be a fun one. This is going to be good. We're back to our classics. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Uh, last time we did Shawshank. And this time was my choice. So what did I make you watch? You made me watch 1998's Sphere. Yes, I did. <laughs> Look, not a movie for everyone. Not a movie for everyone. I feel like it's one of those movies that's kind of too smart for the average viewer. And if you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I mean, <laughs> I'll always love this movie. Like, it's just like. It was a time and a place. The whole point of these throwbacks isn't for us to do a classic. It's for us to do something that we love and the other person hasn't seen. And in this case, it's it's not always going to be, you know, you choose a great movie, I choose a dud, which I guess Although, traditionally <laughs> that's how it's looked. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, it's just a movie that I genuinely treasure. Like, I, I read the book of Sphere when I was eight and it was kind of the first, like, big ass novel that I read and I loved that book. I read it like back to back over and over and over. And so when the film came out, that was the first time I was able to see an adaptation of a book that I loved. You know, I was 10 when the movie came out and it was, it was the first time. So I was always going to love it, even though it's a terrible adaptation. It's like, it does a shit job of adapting a great book, but like to 10 year old Billy, I was like, this is awesome. I'm seeing this on a big screen. Like, that's just, that's me. <laughs> I unfortunately came at it with a bit of baggage because I'd I'd clicked on it on IMDb to check something or other and saw its critic score. Yeah. Which yeah. is 35. <laughs> well, so 35 on Metacritic and 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> well, what was it? I didn't quite hear that. 12%. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, but I know I know what you thought of it already, because apparently you're colluding with my wife. Well, we just—I mean, your wife and I have a lot in common. We both we both like you. Yeah, we, we don't mind a cheeky whiskey. Yeah, yeah, and we both think Sphere is a turd of a film. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, she didn't dob you in. She was in the shower the other day, her phone being, and I'm like, the fuck is Topher message about? <laughs> Let me read to you verbatim the message. Okay, so what the fuck, Billy? I can't believe he made me watch Sphere. It was so bad. Liking it is bad enough. Advertising your love for that turd just beggars belief. I'm just at a total loss. Then she wrote back. <laughs> yep, I tried to warn you. Great book. God awful movie. And you responded again. Baffling. I'll try and go easy when we talk about it. But- Yikes. <laughs> well, I'm no longer going to go easy on it. You spying on your wife <laughs> has done away with that, my friend. Would you like to talk about the film? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, <clears throat> so Sphere, directed by Barry Levinson and written by Kurt Wimmer, based on the novel by Michael Crichton. Uh, it stars Dustin Hoffman, Samuel L. Jackson, Sharon Stone, Queen Latifah, and Liev Schreiber. And what's it about? I don't know. <laughs> Did you even watch it? <laughs> so Dustin Hoffman gets a call to go and help investigate what he thinks is a downed aircraft. Yeah. 
and it turns out that there's a super spook there. We can tell he's a super spook because he's got dark glasses, so he's clearly a shady character. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dustin Hoffman and the other characters find out that there's what they think is an alien spacecraft buried in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Under a huge amount of coral. Under eight metres of coral. Yeah. And coral grows, what, like three inches a year or something? Yes. So it's an old ass. Sharon Stone tells us that you can set your watch to it. Yes, she does. In one of her finest performances. So the um the character the character introduction in this film it's like it's not as lazy as Suicide Squad because they don't actually bring their names and abilities up on screen in text, but it's not you're far not, off. No, you're not comparing. It's not to Suicide far Squad. off. Like they actually spell out their names and what they do. Like they just have someone yeah. say it while focus on the camera switches yeah, between but, the characters. No, but that makes sense because they're being introduced to each other. Yeah, it's so this really book is like you know this this is this is Norman. He's a psychologist. They all know each other. This is well, they don't even need to be introduced. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing it for the audience. No, no, yes. eat, all, eat all of the dicks. True or false? Those four characters know each other. Yeah, those four know each other. <laughs> <laughs> so in the book, there's actually a fifth. Oh, there's a fifth who so. Beth is a zoologist in the book, not a marine biologist. Then there's this bloke who's a marine biologist. He goes down after like 30 seconds, gets scared and goes back up. So I guess that's why they cut him. Big telling storyline. A lot of extra time. Just I'm out. <laughs> I know where this movie's going. I wish, I, I wish I'd followed his lead, quite oh, frankly. Piss off. I mean, so the book is really well written. Like Michael Crichton is a, is a great writer. Have you read any of his stuff? The only Michael Crichton I've read is uh, back in the day when I read Jurassic Park and the Lost World. He does really well with blending science with fiction. Like, as far as science fiction goes, he leans much more towards the science side of things because he's a, he's a doctor in real life. He also created a yard. Yeah. And to top that all off, he invented the small penis defense. The what? Right. So, he was in a disagreement with this, this journalist who slagged off one of his books. So, in his next book, he wrote a character with the same name who was a child rapist and an all right bad bloke with a small penis, which stopped this guy from suing him because he didn't want to admit he had a small penis. But why would anyone assume that he actually did in real life just no, because Crichton so because, was trying to make him seem like well, a dick? Well, this is the thing. In a court of law, for a fictional portrait to be actionable, it must be so accurate that a reader of the book would have no problem linking the two. Thus, libel lawyers have what is known as the small penis rule. One way authors can protect themselves is to say that a character has a small penis, because no male will come forward and say, yes, that character with a very small penis, that's me. Mm. <laughs> that's really petty, Michael Crichton. <laughs> <laughs> so, after all the characters are met and the audience has been introduced to them, yeah. we head down under the water. We do. And it's a good thing there's a psychologist there to just explain what everyone's feeling rather than the filmmaker having to show <laughs> that to us. That's a that's a plus. Why are you slagging this off so hard already? We're not even into the movie proper yet. Yeah. They're just going down into the ocean. All right, so we'll carry us forward, Billy. No, no, you, you take it. You seem to. All right, so well, then they find the ship. And they go into and it. And how cool is that, that whole sequence? How great is the score in this film? I, I When I was watching it, I was like, wow, it's, it's, I don't know what it is. I'm not a musician. I don't know what it is about a score that sounds really 90s. 
but there is no other decade. And I don't mean this is a good or bad thing. Yeah. I, just I, mean, mean, I said the same thing about A Few Good Men. Ex- that's, and that's what I thought of. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, there's no other decade this score could come out of. It is, it is a 90s score. But it's a great score, though. Sure. <laughs> I don't dislike the score. Let me say that. There you go. So they go on a spaceship and they find this big sphere. Yeah. And Lee F. Schreiber's like, I bet that's a perfect sphere. And I'm looking at it going, it's bumpier than a golf ball. Well, no, the surface- Clearly, o- clearly not a perfect sphere. You're missing the point, If mate. it's bumpier than a golf ball, the surface, not the, a perfect the sphere. The surface of it is bumpy. Yeah. But not the shape. The Doesn't su- matter. Such minuscule bumps. Doesn't matter. Also, is it is it actually bumpy or is that just the way it reflects? It's bumpy. Mate, you- you, you can see the light. You can see the there's sh- little shadows. I mean, this is uh, you know pretty early doors for these kind of vi- visual effects, but they have gone to the trouble of but putting vi- shadows where those little bumps are. But you must admit that on the whole, the visuals hold up pretty good. It's a fairly nicely shot movie. Like it looks good. The visuals are good. Um, like the jellyfish. The jellyfish sequence is not bad. Yeah, like the visuals Visual- in this visually. film are pretty good. The only one that stood out for me is being really like oh, this is kind of shit and dated, is that scene where Norman and Beth, Dustin Hoffman and Sharon Stone, stumble across the the logs and they're looking at the the black hole. That looks pretty shit. But apart from that, I thought it, it held up pretty well. Did, did Samuel L. Jackson have like a, a rider in the 90s that there had to be a cyclone? <laughs> I mean, okay, only two movies, but- <laughs> He's great in this movie too, though. And you see his butt. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> that was a weird scene. And Dustin Hoffman's just there just pretending Samuel Jackson's not completely naked. Yeah, he's just unfussed. Yeah. So they have they have the coolest scene in the movie, as far as I'm concerned, is Samuel Jackson and Dustin Hoffman, where Sam Jackson's character, uh, Adams. Henry Adams, yeah. Henry Adams tells sorry, Norman. Sorry, Harry Adams. Harry Adams. He tells Norman that, well, there's no way we get out of here. Yeah, that's the, that's the shower scene. That's when he's butt naked. No, no, no. He's in bed at that point. Yeah, he's just gotten dressed. <laughs> yeah. It's the same Not scene. in the shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, and that should be a really cool scene. Um, somehow they make it really boring. No but way. But it should be a really cool moment. No way. That is a cool moment. He's like, we all die down here. You sound like a hick. Hey, Norman. <laughs> <laughs> we all die down here. They say people gonna die. <laughs> Uh, would you like to take us further into the world of Sphere? I mean, I've got, I assure you I've got more. So in that scene, Harry also tells Norman that he thinks that the Sphere is alive. It's a living entity. Mm-hmm. And again, that's really cool. You didn't think that was cool? I, I don't care about it one way or the other. There's nothing that's happened in this film to make me care about anything. <laughs> so I was like, all right. You really start to make me think this was a bad movie to choose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there, so Harry goes inside the sphere, which which again is is really cool. <laughs> it's a terrible bit of visual effects. He's got this dumb smile on him. Yeah, because he wants to, he's going inside. Oh. He's happy. <laughs> he's happy, mate. Ridiculous. And so while he's going inside, there's a cyclone up top, which prevents them from going back to the surface. Mm. Also, I think some dinosaurs get out. <laughs> So now we get to, once Sam Jackson's gone into the sphere, we get into- To the meat of the story. The meat of the story. Yeah. Because stuff goes south. Yeah. So we've already established too, by this point, that it's not an alien spaceship. Did you not find this bit interesting when they discover that it's got English writing all over it and they find the date? 
probably the best bit of the film. Like, that's cool stuff. And you're going, oh, hold Because as soon as you get in there, you're like, well, this looks like it was designed for people. Yeah, yeah. And then they find the date and it's like, what, 48 or something. And they're like, well, is that like- I tell you what, I had a little- They're like, oh, is it 2014? I was like, sorry, 2043. Yeah. I was like, "Um, probably not. Try 2543. Like, you honestly think that in 50 years we got to this point? I think all they're saying is that they don't know what's more confusing, whether it's from the future or from the past. But whether it's whether it's twenty forty three or twenty five forty three doesn't make a difference. It's still it in does. the future. It's stupid for suggesting it could have happened in forty five years time, mate. It's still in the future. You nitpicking ninny. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so once Adams is back onto their little submarine thingy, yeah, we get some even cool conscious sequences. and conscious again. Yeah, bad things start happening to both the submarine and the crew. Yeah, yeah. Queen Latifah gets murdered by some ravenous jellyfish. She gets heaps murdered. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Yeah, it's probably one of the better scenes. Yeah, and then we get the giant squid. Yeah, that's an underwhelming sequence. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> what is underwhelming See, what's, about that? Because what's terrible about this whole slab of the film is that, you know, it's trying to be a kind of- There's, there's, the, there's the popcorn monster- side of it but it's also like it's trying to deal in some way with the nature of fear and yet there's zero tension in any of these sequences at all are you kidding like just none you're kidding not at all the film is so tense not remote me i'm the one that doesn't like scary movies you see here's the problem is that they've adapted it into a horror movie when the book isn't a horror the book no it's not a horror movie the book is i'm telling you it's not scary at all (laughs) (laughs) with this okay (laughs) There are things about this film that are scary. Yeah, I, but- knew, I knew you'd say that. So predictable. So Classic predictable. me. <laughs> All right, so tell us tell us what you like about this part of the film. I, I mean okay, again, I was ten. So let's just let's just You're not it up. now. No. You, I said to you on the weekend, have you watched it again and did you like it? Yeah, and I said you were probably very, about six months ago. You were very positive about it still. <laughs> you weren't like, yeah, I watched it six months ago. You know, it doesn't really hold up. That's not what you said. Well, I, no, but I mean, you know when you have a love for a film that is deeper than the movie itself. Yeah, it's happened and to And so me. it sticks around. The last time I watched Never Ending Story, I was like, oh my God, I shouldn't have come back to this. Yeah, we've spoken about Never Ending Story once before. And <laughs> I'm okay, you know, being like, okay, you know what? I loved it as a kid. Never watching it again because bad. I guess the thing for me is though the love still stays alive because, like I said, I still love the book. Like I listened to the audio book again recently. Same great experience as when I was a kid. You know, I just whether or not the movie does a good job, I I just love the idea behind it. I love the story. I I'm just I'm into it. I know that it's not. I knew you were going to shit on this, but. I have to I have to be honest because that's what this show is. We're not giving our honest opinions. Why are we here talking into a mic? I don't think it's that deep. <laughs> <laughs> so the entity Jerry. Yeah, I mean, come on. This bit was cool at least. When they're talking to Jerry on the computer. Jerry is like a three year old having a tantrum. Yes, that's what's great about this movie and the book. It's scary enough to come into contact with an alien being. And you don't know how intelligent he is. Is he like a three-year-old or is he trying to dumb down his language? And then even scarier than that, as stated by Dustin Hoffman, I would prefer he had no emotions at all. Because if this is him happy, 
what is he going to be like when he's not happy? Mm. And that's it's what- some really subtle foreshadowing <laughs> there from Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, that's what this movie is. It, it's that, yeah, it- <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I like it. <laughs> What's the deal with all the- was, was was this an early thing of product placement? Did Colgate help pay for this film? Because this film is sick for dental hygiene. <laughs> we, like, twice we get Dustin Hoffman flossing. Well, I mean, you want to keep your hygiene. What, That's not something we need to see on screen. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you gotta, you got to keep fresh. You don't want to be spending the movie thinking, oh, no, mate, your breath stinks. Okay, so in every other film that doesn't have flossing, which is every other film, <laughs> do you often think, oh, I wonder what that character's breath is like? <laughs> I haven't seen a floss. Uh, uh, it's probably bad. You know, I, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't say that I have thought It's that. weird. <laughs> it's weird. Well, I mean, they might have needed product placement because it didn't do very well at the box office, so they need all the cash they can get. So it was $80 million budget, and I think they made- In back- 98? Yeah, yeah, and they made back about 50. <laughs> just, just a cool fitty- just a lazy 50 million. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the one thing that I didn't really love is the whole 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea thing, when the book just keeps popping up because that's what Samuel L. Jackson was reading. So it eventually becomes apparent to us that there is no Jerry. It is, in fact, Harry, and they misinterpreted the name Harry as Jerry, probably because Harry was the one doing the interpretation. Yes, he was and he was trying to hide it. That's pretty cool that we realise that, you know, he's making these things happen because he went in the sphere. Because it hadn't been obvious at that point, given we keep cutting to him in, like, REM sleep when yeah, monsters appear. Yeah, by that point we know. Real subtle, sphere. <laughs> yeah, I didn't love that sequence with the books just appearing everywhere. That's something that doesn't happen in the novel. And I, just, I wasn't a huge fan of that. So, by the end of the film, we're left with only three. Uh, the annoying guy is dead. And we're left with Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone, and Samuel L. Jackson. And it becomes almost like an underwater version of The Thing, where they're each trying to find out, you know, who the culprit is and what's going on. And you know, there's a lot of tension. They're knocking each other out. Did you not find any action or suspense in that sequence? No. No. I would have had to care. I would have needed some level of investment in these people or the film. Yeah, so is it is it the plot or the characters you don't care about? Um, I su- if I had to pick, I suppose the characters, because the plot- well, I, I haven't read the book, but yeah. both you and your wife are big fans of it. And watching it, I was like, I, I can certainly imagine that you could make a good movie out of this. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean- it's, yeah, I suppose my, my grievances aren't so much with the plot. Yeah. It's both the execution and the characters. So, I, I am a rarity. Like, I mean, some of this film's biggest haters are fans of the book because it isn't a great adaptation. So, they accuse each other, they accuse each other, they accuse each other. Yeah. That doesn't get us very far. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's about the tension that's building then. Yeah. It, yeah. If there was tension building, that'd be good. Like, the whole, <laughs> the whole thing, like, you know, Sharon Stone locking up does not. Like, it's another one of these sequences in these films where, like, for me, there's just no tension to it at all. It's like it's like a scene from a Final Destination film, but with the fun taken out. Yeah, okay. So you're saying that you can see how, though, it could have been good. Yeah. That's that's fair. That's fair. I can't argue with that. You got anything else before we get to the, the climax? No, let's get, let's get to the climax. So then the film gets to the end. Yeah. And they're like- They make it to the surface. They're like, the trouble with this is that we have it in us to- conjure 
all these horrors. Yeah. So, eventually, they realise that all three of them have been into the sphere and have the abilities. And so, they need a way to no longer conjure <laughs> yeah, okay. these so this things. Is not a great ending. And their solution <laughs> is to hold hands in a circle <laughs> and just forget- <laughs> yeah. Because, because they have the power. Because that's a thing. Well, no, because they have the power to create not only monsters and everything, but to create anything, to, to basically cha- alter reality. So, if they all simultaneously use that power to alter reality so that they don't have the power anymore and it never happened, they can do that. Not a thing. <laughs> I, well, okay. All right. We recently saw Infinity War. Same thing. They didn't just choose to forget Thanos. <laughs> No, Thanos chose to forget half the world. I don't think he forgot them. <laughs> well, no, it's the same reality-altering power, though. No, it's not. He had a glove. <laughs> <laughs> so, because, so if they'd all if they'd all huddled together and clicked the their fingers, the only thing right missing from this film is a bejeweled glove. <laughs> then it would all make sense, and I'd be on board. <laughs> so, so if they walked, so if Samuel L. Jackson walked into the sphere, walked out with one glove on like Michael Jackson, yeah. you'd be oh, all I'd right. I'd be on board. Yeah. I tell you what, the the ending that final scene does have. Um, a, a bit that I like because it's the it's it's the first time that I that I genuinely connect with the characters when they're trapped in when no 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 once they're back on the back on the ship on the surface That's what, yeah and they're in the the D whatever yeah, chamber but they've and they've forgotten yeah and one of them says it's over and I was like oh thank fuck <laughs> you dickhead <laughs> so I'll give I'll give the film that moment. <laughs> You dickhead. <laughs> yeah, look, so then the novel handles it differently. It's it's similar, but you don't have this stupid moment with the sphere rising out of the water <laughs> and up into the sky, which makes no sense. Not one of my real nitpicks about this film, <laughs> like on the list of- <laughs> Well, you don't have that silly moment. And there's also this little kind of cliffhanger at the end of the novel where it's like- did Beth really forget? Oh, did she classic did she actually give up the power or is she just pretending for these blokes and she's going to go home and snap her fingers Thanos style? Yeah. So, that, I mean, they, you know, but I think- But they, that's not in the movie. Well, they knew this wasn't going to be worthy of a sequel, so <laughs> <laughs> why include it? <laughs> uh, closing thoughts, Billy? Oh, look, closing thoughts. Look, I, I knew what this episode was going to be. I knew you were going to shit on me, but like I said- that's what this, you know, these kind of throwbacks are about introducing something we love to the other person, whether or not they love it. I'm glad I made you watch it. I'm glad you watched Sinbad. You know, you made me watch fucking Casablanca and that's an hour and a half of black and white. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with that. That's factual. I mean, you made me watch Die Hard, which is arguably only the second best Christmas based action movie. You're right. Because I- Reindeer Games is out there. I need to look at myself in the mirror and have a think about what I'm bringing to this relationship. You do. You really do. (laughs) So, I have written here, the film is either a tedious, poorly written waste of talent, or it's a quite brilliant exploration of the movement of time and just how long 130 minutes can feel. (laughs) Yeah, look, I will say when I popped the movie on today, I'd forgotten it was that long. (laughs) It was like, you know, two hours 20 Pretty long stuff. Yeah. Really long. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not a good sign when, you, uh, when you're watching a film and you keep looking at the, the counter. Be like, I mean, oh, my God, there's that, there's that long left. I only watched half of it today. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not because I wasn't super into it. I totally was. But I, I left it the last minute to rewatch it and I ran out of time. And I was like, I know this movie well enough. I don't need to rewatch this. And, the, and of course, I also thought about the time that you recommended this movie on another podcast we were on. Yeah, I did. In fact, I got a note about that. So I Rod- emailed Charlie during the week. Oh, no, you didn't. I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So, yeah, a while ago we were on the Cinematic Respect podcast talking about Solaris. Now, Roger Ebert said of Sphere, this movie is a watered-down version of Tarkovsky's Solaris. Now, you and I both watched that. This movie's way better. How can you even say that with a straight face? I, rec- I recommended this on Cinematic Respect, and I stand by that recommendation. Solaris, it's too long- it's too, you know, lingering. It's too all this other crap. Sphere is just a good, rocking, fun ride. Queen Latifah gets eaten by jellyfish. Where else can you see Queen Latifah get eaten by jellyfish? She doesn't get eaten by jellyfish. She gets stung by jellyfish. They don't eat her. <laughs> well, no, but she gets pretty munged up. <laughs> like, she comes out of it pretty munted. Like, that's fun. It's like Deep Blue Sea. Oh, Deep Blue Sea's great. Yeah, it's almost as good as this. <laughs> In fact, I meant to tell you, you know, Deep Blue Sea 2 came out the other week. Did it? Yeah. Straight to video style. Straight to video, yeah. Which oh. And also- I would like to see that. Also, Tremors 6 is finally out. Right. We should get on that at some point. <laughs> I still haven't got to Sharknado 3. Oh, mate. Have you seen Lava Lantula? No. That's some great But stuff. I like the sound of it. Yeah. <laughs> so- You've heard our thoughts. You know that realistically neither of us is going to recommend this movie. I made Topher watch it, but I I know that what I love about this movie is nostalgia. This and you just wanted to put me through it. I just wanted to put you through yeah. it. It's going to be the same when I make you watch Reindeer Games at some point. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Deep down, I I'm, get, I'm going to insist that your wife sits in on that. <laughs> I, I'm not doing it alone. I, deep down, I know it's not a good movie, but- doesn't mean it's not a bunch of fun to watch with you. So, let me guess. You're giving this a two. Two. Yeah. Well done. I thought two so. Two out of ten for Sphere. Yeah. Similar to Sinbad, I'm not going to bother giving this a rating. <laughs> what would you rate it? Can't be harsh on it. Can't, you know. Give if, it a rating. If I have to rate it, I'll give it a five. So, your recommended you need to see this film is middling at best. <laughs> What did you make Thanks me watch? Thanks for like- tuning in, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Well, last time you made me watch the number one, you know, IMDb movie. I had to I had to bring us back to reality a little. Yeah, and we have crashed back to Earth. <laughs> I mean, do you have any thoughts on what you'll make me watch next time we do a classic? Um, No. No, I haven't really thought about it yet. It's going to be vengeful, though. Oh, is it? Really? No, I don't mean it, it's going to be a film about vengeance. I mean- No, that's what I mean. You mean that you'll go for something shit? Just to pay me back for this? I might. Yeah? I just might. We might finally see you pick something that's not, like, you know, renowned. Yeah. I'll reach into my bag of crap, (laughs) see what I can pull out. It's got to be something you genuinely treasure, though. Yeah. That's the thing about these. Yeah. You know, even if you know it's crap, it's got to be something you love. All right, so what are we getting to next week? Uh, Next week, we're gearing up for the long overdue sequel to The Incredibles. How have we had three Cars movies? (laughs) In the time there hasn't been another Incredibles. What is that about? Yeah, I know. I didn't even think that the first Cars was that popular, was it? I don't think so. I, I, I haven't seen cer- any of them. Certainly people weren't a fan of the second one. Yeah. So and they're who- like, well, let's just try again. But yeah, I mean, the, the Incredibles is so good. 
It's Pixar's best. I agree. I'm I'm calling it Pixar's best. I mean, Disney have really, really gone into the sequels, like Finding Dory we had. They're already talking of Frozen 2. And yet, no, John Carter 2. Gives me the fucking shits. I know it does. <laughs> One of the greatest movies of- I mean, if you hadn't already seen it, I'd make us do that. I know. Classic. I know full well it would be on the list. Yeah, we. I mean, we should get Beth in at some point and make her watch it. Actually, we should. Yeah, we really yeah, genuinely should. actually, we should. Yeah. That's happening. Yeah. If you're listening to this, Beth, you're just finding out about it. Yeah. It's Tim Riggins. Come on. Mate, are you you sure we're doing Incredibles next week? It said- No. 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 That's a retro screening of The Incredibles. (laughs) You are a dope. (laughs) Hey, it said Incredibles. (laughs) So, So we got nothing next week. Not yet, we don't. Unless- John Carter. (laughs) Beth- Beth, we need you. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, all right. Billy's favourite, the goat of movies yes. for Billy. <laughs> all right, so that's it. All right, so next week we'll be watching John Carter and Beth will be joining us. So watch John Carter this week if you haven't seen it because it's it's literally the best movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> so please get on that. <laughs> and in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or at wewatchthething at gmail.com and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at wewatchthething. Catch us. 